Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. VGK needs to set the tone defensively and have more net front presence if the Golden Knights want to maintain home ice advantage as we're set for game number two on Saturday of the series against Edmonton. Straight ahead, we talk about adjustments for each team. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. Happy Cinco de Mayo, my man, Chris. Uh, of course, you could find us on Twitter at LockdownVGK, at Tony Dasco, at TD Chris G. And don't forget, you could find us as well on YouTube, Locked On Golden Knights, where you should please subscribe there. And thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. We appreciate that. You could find our podcast wherever you get your podcast. So, Chris, we want to kick off today's episode with game number two adjustments and some of the things that we might see. Uh, for VGK, you know, the Golden Knights, they have that momentum going. They've now won five straight games. The Golden Knights had the upper hand in five-on-five five in the first game. Boy, did they ever. And we know one thing, they just cannot go to the penalty box. For the most part, Bruce Cassidy liked his defense. He really did in Wednesday's 6-4 to four win. And uh, Cassidy feels that his team can play up and down the ice and in the transition game. But Cassidy made it very clear yesterday that he wants to see more net front presence and we saw, you know, you talk about greasy goals. Ivan Barbashev had a couple in particular where he got in front of the net. And how does this continue for the VGK? I think that that's going to be a major key. Bruce Cassie's a Pearl Jam fan, so we'll start, we'll start this way. The longest song in the Pearl Jam, the longest titled song in the Pearl Jam catalog is Elderly Woman Behind the Counter in a Small Town. There's a line in that song. I've changed by not changing at all. There you go. So that's kind of what the adjustments are going to be for the Golden Knights. I mean, yes, you mentioned the net front presence and stuff like that. But what changes do they necessarily really need to make? The power play is going to score goals. You got to do your best out there. That's it. You got to do your best out there. If they get a power play, if they get a power play goal, so what? You know, I think Zach Whitecloud said it in the post game. You take your you know three or four seconds, watch the replay, and you move on, right? Edmonton's going to score goals, and if you can stop them on the power play, cool, all the all the better to you. But I don't think they're going to make any major over-the-top adjustments. Cassidy himself said they haven't seen the Oilers being they, haven't seen necessarily the same forecheck that the Golden Knights offer when they played against the Kings last series, and they're going to do the same thing. And it's not, you know, he basically said that's that's the game plan. That's the game plan. We're not going to change anything. And as long as we execute it, it really doesn't matter. The Oilers will have a hard time stopping it. So little tweaks on the offensive side, maybe a couple more greasy goals, but let's not overthink this. They got five goals behind Skinner and then, of course, the empty netter. Um, They did end up tying the special teams battle, albeit an empty net power play goal at the end of the game. But still, they tied the special teams battle. So that's certainly important as well. And that Cassidy guy, you, you know, you can't find a better man. Uh, the VTK won most of the puck battles. Uh, they cleared the puck as well. I thought that that was the biggest change in their game. I thought that they were just very patient there defensively. 
Uh, here's an Edmonton team, right, that had not lost in regulation in eight weeks where they were 18-0-4. And so for them, that has to be devastating. They're talking about playing uh, with a lot more effort and intensity, and we'll see how they come out in the second game. You know, outside of uh, Dreisaitl and, uh, and Connor, the remainder of their forwards had just two shots on goal in five on five. And so that was the dominant area for VGK. So the Golden Knights want to play well in five versus five. Once again, uh, we saw VGK's fourth line. They had a lot of success against the top line of Edmonton, right? Um, and Cassidy, though, said we're not going to stop there. And for them to be successful against McDavid and against Tricidal, they need to keep switching lines. Yeah, I mean, there certainly needs to, like Edmonton, right? I mean, they have to find ways to get something going besides that McDavid and Dreisaitl dude. They're not going to win a series. They're pretty, pretty good players, but they are not going to win a series. And, you know, we just wish the Edmonton Oilers would mind their manners or mind your manners. We're going to keep the Pearl Jam titles going now, Tony. We're going to keep doing this all show now. So, so we hope they mind their manners and, uh, you know, maybe go a little bit easier on Mark Stone, but I don't think that's going to be the case. So, Maybe the Golden Knights can draw some blood, another Pearl Jam song. Maybe they can draw some blood on McDavid and Dreisaitl in retaliation for consistently going after Mark Stone. And if there's if there's an adjustment that I want to see, honestly, you know, it's playoff hockey, right? That's what Bruce Cassidy said about Mark Stone getting cross-checked all the time. It's playoff hockey. Fine, let's give that playoff hockey right back to Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. You start hitting those guys they're going to slow down on Mark Stone. This is, again, I mentioned this on yesterday's show, it's two Grimson mentality as far as um, how you handle someone beating on your star players. You don't go after the players that are beating on them. You go after their star players. And then they're on the bench. You know, you see McDavid hunched over in pain. You see Dreisaitl hunched over in pain. Your players that are going after Mark Stone, they're going to see that and they're going to think about that. And if they don't stop, you hit them harder. You hit them harder. You really do have to like VGK on five on five in the even flow. And how does Edmonton get its rush going? Uh, how do they get their rush going? Because uh, they had very few breakouts. And uh, how do they get the advantage there? That's a big question. You know, I was we were talking with the people behind us, Kevin and Christy, and at some point I looked behind him. I said, has Edmonton had a lot of, this is probably about the second period, have they had a lot of rush situations? No, there's not a Pearl Jam song called Rush. I just said rush situations. Um, and they said there was a couple, but it didn't seem like Edmonton was getting a whole lot from you know the defensive system that Cassidy has as far as limiting the odd man rushes through the neutral zone seems to work. And then taking that a step farther, when McDavid is all by himself ahead of his forwards doing what he does, you can collapse on him. And listen, it still takes four people to to collapse him, and you still might not stop him. Let's be completely clear. McDavid is that good. I still remember in the third period, he got through all four players doing whatever it is that he does, and he got a dynamite shot on Brassois that he that Brassois thankfully was able to save to keep. I think it would have been a tie game if uh, McDavid would have found the back of the net on that goal. So, you know, the defensive system seems to work. Yes, we gave up four goals, two of them on the power play. And, you know, two of them because Dreisaitl just had an all-world game. And just tip your cap to the, the fourth star of the game, Tony. Yeah, and if you're VGK, just breathe, okay? is that a, That's a Pearl Jam song. 
the line okay. is just breathe. Uh, pretty the song much. is breathe. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Uh, so uh, we heard uh, Vander Kane say yesterday uh, the key to uh, winning games at the Fortress is to score first. That's been his uh, his his history there at uh, the Fortress. But, of course, sure, they do whatever. need to stop the quick response. Um, the Oilers played that uh, 11-7 configuration. And so with Matthias Janmark now out, who is knocked silly uh, up against the boards, he just fell awkwardly after a carrier uh, hit, but then he lost an edge and what have you. Was yeah, there was nothing there as far no, as No, no, there was had, nothing dirty. It was, dirty a, it was unfortunate. Anything. Yeah, it was just unfortunate. But do they change things there? And do we see Soup Campbell in that? I would make a quick change there because uh, Campbell actually helped uh, He helped out the Oilers in the series in Los Angeles. He played the one game. I think he gave up one goal, and it was a really good change for Edmonton, and he's got more experience. Let's face it. Um, did I, I think the first question we have to ask is, you know, you look at the goals that were scored, and I don't feel like VGK got bad goals in this game. Like, I don't feel like there was going back and watching all five of the VGK goals. Like, is there one goal where, I mean, of course the goal, he wants them all back, but was there one goal in that game where you're like, Ooh, that was a little, like maybe Stevenson's goal kind of snuck through on the one timer, because he made like he made the say he got the puck and then it kind of just you know trickled in behind so maybe that one but honestly I don't think any of the goals were 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 that bush leaguer another pro jam song bush leaguer anyway <laughs> see this is fun here we're having fun yeah. here and VGK really does need to win this for future days they really do and uh, Matthias okay Matthias Ekholm uh, said that it was. <laughs> their B or C game. I didn't know what we were going to do today. Uh, but just 27 oh. shots on goal for this Edmonton team to be successful. They've got to be in the mid 30 shots on goal to maybe as many as 40, I believe uh, in, in this game. And they do need to get McDavid going in this contest because he just had two assists and he really did not he play. He just had two assists. No big deal. He just had two assists. Terrible oh. game. Uh, he needs a grade A. Uh, performance let's say it's sure to keep up with uh to keep up with dry i guess but i mean listen mcdavid will be heard from this series mcdavid will not be shut out in goals this series mcdavid will not you know he'll probably have a multiple games somewhere in this series in the future days of the series tony there you go um I'm just looking at Pearl Jam songs, trying to find something to throw in right now. I'm so distracted. This is actually kind of fun. Um, but yeah, McDavid's going to do his thing. And, you know, again, McDavid and Dreisaitl, fine. This goes back to Cassidy's comment, the way he pretty much started the press conference post-game on Thursday, on Win- Wednesday, Wednesday night. So weird with these games. So weird. On Wednesday night, yes. And... He basically said those two had a good game. We had a good team game. It was a very quiet moment of throwing shade. I don't think there's a Pearl Jam song called Shade, but of a, a moment throwing shade at you know the Oilers and saying, "Hey, listen, you got you got you got two good players, but we got a team." And it's like Jordan and Pippen before there was you know a team around them, and kind of the same type of mindset because the Bulls for a long time with Jordan and Pippen were still you know trying to figure things out and. Maybe that's just where things are in Edmonton as they're trying to put a team around those two phenomenal talents. But 
Their defense struggles, their goaltending struggles. Tony, it's game two. You're already suggesting a goalie change. And I did see some other people um, suggesting that maybe Skinner will be the fixer. Maybe he'll be the fixer already in game two. Like you're talking about a goalie change. That's not a good thing in game two. It's not a good spot. Now that Cassidy brings attention on Thursday after evaluating the film, uh, to all of those cross-checks to the back of Mark Stone, <laughs> does VGK get some calls, do you feel? I think he did that to try to get the word out there for the officiating crew. Oh, no, I'm 100% hockey, with but, you on yeah, that. Yeah, it's playoff like, hockey, but uh, they got to quit that. I mean, I know, like, you hear people, like, I think the, if I'm not mistaken, either the coaches or the GMs are able to meet with, like, the whoever the supervisor of officials is, you know, who's in town basically. And I think they're able to have these conversations and, you know, it's, it's, you, you're working, you're working them, right? You're everything you say is with a purpose. And you're, if you're talking to this person, you hope that that person goes back to the referees, you know, and whatever type of meeting or discussions they have. And, you know, they, they hear the concerns from both sides. And I think it's a good thing that they can have those types of conversations. And then obviously during the game, that's where Mark Stone, of course, our captain, and anyone else wearing a letter is going to be working the refs all game long. And eventually you do hear it. I mean, I, I haven't ref hockey in a while, been too busy, but, you know, it's not very different where, you know, between whistles someone says, and if they do it in, in the right manner, like if they come and just yelling at you and scream and you just ignore them and, you know, say a couple explicit, you know, bad words under your breath and they go away versus if someone says, hey, you know, just keep an eye on this and they're cool about it, you look and it gets in your mind. And, you know, kind of the same type of thing here. And it would be nice if Mark Stone, I don't know if Mark Stone drew a single penalty in that game. And, I mean, he got mobbed after the goal that he scored. And and listen, I'm not sitting here crying that Mark Stone's getting beat up and we're not getting any calls or anything like that. That's not the point of this conversation. I definitely don't want to, if we have the Edmonton Journal watching this right now, we're not complaining about the refs by any means. But we're simply asking that the Golden Knights uh, maybe take some liberties and hopefully they don't get any penalties for it. You know, I know the rules seem to be a little different for McDavid at times, you know, based on that Nick Hague interference penalty in game one. But, you know, let's let's test those limits. Let's test those limits a little bit. Let's see what the refs are going to let go. If Mark Stone gets cross-checked, cross-check uh, McDavid twice. If, if uh, Stone gets mugged, go mug McDavid, plain and simple. If the refs are going to let it go, then settle it yourselves. Okay, does VGK win game number two, or does Edmonton stay alive? I had to, I had to get the alive. Okay, another Pearl Jam song. Oh, God dang, I wasn't ready for that. Jeez. Game number two predictions are coming up next, as well as your lock. Okay, we're not doing it now. Good, okay. And don't forget, it's WTF. What the Friday? Oh, my gosh. This is going to be an extravaganza that you don't want to miss. Stay with us. It's a Pearl Jam song called WMA, by the way, so it's pretty close. More after this on Locked On Golden Knights. For a championship team, it's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit, and it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, you should head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can make sure that every part that you need fits just right, just like the two hosts of this show. And, uh, of course, you just go, just add your ride to my garage, and you can look for the green check, and you will know that you have the right fit or your money back because just like in sports confidence is the name of the game when you shop at ebay motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time flat after all 
It's easy to bring home a win with the right parts when they're guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible terms only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Don't forget WTF with the Friday coming up in our next segment. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Please go to the YouTube channel where you get to see our mugs. So it's that time. It's time for predictions. But beforehand, we had that extra day, you know, yesterday because, oh, my goodness, the Edmonton fans that flew here, some of them said they have to pay up to four grand more to stay in Vegas because the flights are double or triple the amount because they changed the game from a Friday to a Saturday NHL WTF. Oh, that's sorry. That's next segment. How do you think the players, a lot of the players spent yesterday's day off? I think um, Evander Kane was probably at money tree. Um, I think that Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl were probably at a karaoke bar drinking the bat blues singing Nickelback songs, but then Bruce Cassidy walked in just randomly. This is the craziest thing. And then he started doing some Pearl Jam songs at the karaoke bar. So it was actually a, a fun little time that was had between those two. Um, I think Jonathan Marcheseau and Ryan Nugent Hopkins went to the Adventure Dome and Ryan the Kitty rides because they're, you know, a couple of, you know, stuff like that. And um, I think uh, at that's the defenseman, right? I think he was axe throwing somewhere as well. He seems like the type that would do something like that. Okay, and outside of uh, outside of Dreisaitl and McDavid, um, because they couldn't get any pucks on net, they probably did shots, shots, shots somewhere yesterday. And it's not Stone, a Pearl Jam song, Tony. Stop. I it. know. I'm done with Pearl Jam. I think I've moved on. But Mark Stone spent the day in traction, probably. I was going to say probably a, ch- a chiropractor, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so uh, let's uh, do our predictions. We've got so much for WTF that's going to be a pretty heavy bottom. Hey, Chris. That's like our bottom six, right? The WTF. Okay. Uh, we're, we're, we're the bottom. We're, we're, we're line we're five. We're the bottom right? two. We're the bottom two. The only two. Okay, my prediction, game number two. I've got Edmonton winning on the bounce back five to three. I think they uh, again come out there. Uh, and I think they're going to get the early jump at this time. I think they'll be prepared, and I don't think they're going to get caught in a line change, and I don't think they're going to have too many men on the stinking ice. So I'm going to go with Edmonton. I still have Edmonton winning this series in six. It doesn't matter that they lost game one. That's been a throwaway game the last seven series. I have to ask you this. Do you think, Chris, uh, as this series goes on, say there's eight goals scored tonight, uh, tonight, Saturday night, Saturday afternoon, do you think that they change and adjust the total, the total line? Have you looked at the over-under for this game or no? Um, I think it's it's got to still be seven, maybe seven and well, a half. The last one was six and a half. I went to BGK and under, and you took the, under the under was only like plus 105. Why would on... you take the under when I'm trying to tell you? Okay, they can't stop. No, you're Tony. You were, you had the first game dialed in. I'm not not fighting you. Oh, on just that. the number um, of yeah, just the number. Hey, six and a half again, but they juiced uh, the under to plus one twenty right now. So you got to give up fifteen more cents. And um, VGK is even money, whereas Edmonton is now minus one twenty. They're an even bigger favorite too. Yeah, I kind of figured that. Okay, you what got are two your... players for for, for yeah, uh, Saturday as well. I have uh, Marshall, so and I'm going to take Carrier. 
He called him Carrier. You know, Carrier was the only player. He called him, Cassidy did yesterday, Carrier once again. Uh, you can't call him Carrier. Uh, Carrier is the only VGK player, I think, amongst the forwards that did not have a shot on goal. So that's why. That my theory that's why is he's that. not playing well. He's calling the wrong name. Yeah. Um, all right. So, I mean, I'm sticking with um, what I originally said, and I'm, I'm going with VGK in seven. And I do think VGK is going to drop this game as well. Um, let's go. I don't think VGK is going to have a hard time scoring. Edmonton's going to score. So let's reverse it. Let's go 6-4 Edmonton on Saturday. Let's go Edmonton 6-4, to four, unfortunately. What about um, Mr. Jumbotron? What does Mr. Jumbotron say? He's going to give us one in a second. That's why I called him in here. Um, I like the, welcome, Stone's the keep... welcoming committee. He's the welcoming <laughs> committee for all the Edmonton fans. Stone's going to keep his thing going. I don't. I don't think he's going to slow down at all. And uh, Petrangelo, let's go with Petrangelo. Let's see if he can get something going. All right, Chris, score. Who do you think is going to win? And give me two VGK players really fast. Go. Six four Oilers, Stone and Eichel, and Dressouts. We get all six goals for for <laughs> all six goals. <laughs> he's that good. Okay. So Dress out one with eighteen goals. Um, Little Chris, eighteen goals in, in this playoffs. He'll have eighteen goals in the playoffs too. He knows he has eleven goals already, so that's seventeen to stay in school. But yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, he needs he needs vacation, man. He's a little sleepy eyed. It's almost summer. He might have stayed home on Wednesday and still went to the Golden Knights game, but don't tell his teacher that. Okay, we won't. I have. Uh, <laughs> I have over under. Man, what a narc! I have over under power play goals. One and a half for Edmonton. I have uh, that should be a line. That should be a a betting line. Kane will be in a fight. There's going to be. It's going to get dirty. (laughs) Somebody's going to take exception to that very first cross check, and away we go. I think let's go. Good. Let's go. I I, we the team needs that. The team needs that. Coming up next, of course, it is that time of the week again. It is WTF, the Cinco de Mayo version. What the Friday that comes your way next right after this on Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. Please go to the YouTube channel, you narc. Go to the YouTube channel and make sure that you subscribe. So, Chris Golick, I want to start off our WTF with a comment aimed at you and they directly mentioned your name and they called you on a podcast the imbecile of the week so you know you might not realize this but i do have bowling roots i do so when i was the pr director at the old showboat hotel casino with 106 lanes do you know what i had to do often on abc the check presentation the big check the oversized check to the winner wow so I got to see all the cats. They so were... you got you got no you got no FaceTime because that check will cover like half your body, if not more. And I was much thinner too. Yeah, but <laughs> so Earl Anthony and there was uh, another bowler. I think his name was Johnny Petraglia from New York. Yeah. So Junior's doing a podcast. His son, right? Okay, take it. From you set there, me up man. now. Am I good? Okay, I, I, I thought you were still going. I'm, I'm never, I'm never sure sometimes. Okay, so no, so. My buddy, first of all, Chris Condos, he's listening just randomly to a bowling podcast. Yes, there's bowling podcasts out there, folks. Don't don't uh, don't hate us. Twenty nine followers on Twitter. 
yeah, they're, they're up to 16 since we, since we retweeted it. Um, it's called the Straight Up Five Podcast, hosted by Johnny Petraglio Jr. And they have a segment called Imbecile of the Week. And my buddy's driving all of a sudden, it's time for Imbecile of the Week. It's Chris Golick. I can picture my buddy Condos just spitting out his, uh, his, um, his Starbucks refresher yeah. at the no, time. I was going to say, he's he a drinks. Jaeger guy. I would imagine he's a Jaeger Who? Meister guy. Me, Condos? Yeah. No, Condos is not Jaeger. No, okay. definitely passion. Starbucks refreshers all day. So I'm the imbecile of the week. Here's why I was the imbecile of the week. The USBC Bowling Nationals, where I was last weekend when I was in Reno recording the show, um, they charge $14 for a beer. So I said, I forgot the comment, but basically I blasted them. Like, why are they charging 14 bucks for a beer when most league bowlers are used to spending between 10 and $15 for a friggin' pitcher? So someone responds to me and says, how do you even know how tall the beer is when you make that comment? I said, that's a fair comment. Let's assume it's a tall boy. They're still ripping off the bowlers. And that was the gist of the conversation, right? <laughs> so now this podcast picks this up and the host is blasting me for not knowing the size before I, before I start ripping on the USBC. Okay, that's fair, fine, whatever. But then the two other people on the show, they start doing the math. It's a tall boy. Here's what you're paying per ounce. And yes, the USBC is ripping the bowlers off. So this clown's call me the imbecile of the week. When if he would have taken a couple of seconds and done some math, he would have realized that he's the imbecile of the month because dude can't do math. So WTF, the straight up five podcast for name me the imbecile of the week and a backup WTF to the USBC or the uh, National Bowling Stadium in Reno for ripping off. Yes, ripping off league bowlers and charging 14 bucks a beer just because they can. Okay, uh, WTF. So, of course, uh, we did talk about uh, the NHL doing things dirty by changing Friday's game to Saturday. Uh, why? Again, we think it's because of TV, but also, you know, that uh, Florida series, they gave them off, I think, three days in between. Why? Because the owner, Vincent Viola, has a horse named Forte that is running for the Roses in the Derby. So he did not want a game scheduled. This has to change National Hockey League. It's just awful. Like, okay, some, oh, my daughter's getting married on that day. Okay, you know what? Let's inconvenience hundreds of other fans that are traveling to a city, uh, not to mention the folks that are here that have the bitty ball on Saturday or whatever else they got to do with their kids where they can't go. They can't attend the game on Saturday. So WTF to the NHL and to the stinking owners and to everyone else who was responsible, and to TV, everyone responsible for changing this game. So I got a WTF on top of a WTF for that same subject. One, obviously, same reasons for changing the schedule. And you mentioned some Oilers fans. This cost them three or four or five stacks. Four thousand, they said. Yeah, thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. Room rates from Friday to Saturday go up enormously. Stupid. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. And, and no, and you know, the strip, you know, Caesars and MGM is going to step up and be like, Oh man, you got screwed. Let's find, let's see if we can get you a casino rate. No, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to stick it to you. And that's what Have that's, you that's seen what casino the strip rates does. lately. Uh, well, you got the casino rate and they're still going to hit you for the, for the resort fee, which is garbage too. It's not no, the casino yet, so. rates are like probably quadruple of what we used to pay for casino. Exactly. Rates. No, the casino rates used to be like, like a third or a quarter of what the public pays, which is good. Um, all right, so here's my situation now with this, and maybe I can get a layup, from, maybe a little help from someone here. So the Golden Knights, unfortunately, that game did get rescheduled from Friday to Saturday. My son did not have a hockey game tonight. 
but he has to play a hockey game tomorrow at six o'clock. So unfortunately we are unable to go to the game now. So I sold my, my four season tickets for the game and I made a couple of bucks, not huge, but I, I did a little bit better than what they were worth. And I paid for the right to do that. So I have no problem admitting that or saying that, but here's the kicker. Now lifeguard where my son plays hockey, they canceled his game on Saturday because there's a travel hockey tournament that apparently no one even friggin' knew about. Mm-hmm. Poor planning until a couple days ago. So I got notification yesterday afternoon after I already sold my stinkity, my, my blank tickets. Stinkity, stinkity. Yeah. Stinkity is a good word there. I so like I'm, I'm, I'm in the market, folks. I'm in the market for two tickets for Saturday, trying not to get crushed. Uh, if someone wants to hit me up in a DM or something like that, let me know. I Otherwise, thought, I'll be I, thought, uh, I thought Disturbed was playing at Lifeguard Arena. No? Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a can. <laughs> okay. So uh, we do have, of course, uh, the news yesterday. Golden Knights announcing their new broadcast partner. It is Scripps Sports and Free TV, and we're going to have an opportunity huh? – that's one of the affiliates of Channel 13 or locally, the ABC station. Okay. So they are going to put it on Channel 34, which are going to rebrand as a sports and entertainment station. And we get the feeling that Bill Foley is going to put his wine and food shows there and Silver Nights and all that. But it will be free TV for the mm-hmm. fans. So it, they're going to. Yeah, if you have an antenna, games. right? Like if you have an antenna, you can even get the games now, right? Like a. Correct. Yeah. That, yeah. Okay. You need one of those digital antennas or whatever, but Which that's pretty good news. Yeah. yeah, but that's great. So yeah. I guess WTF, free hockey, free hockey for the locals, which is really good. And they're going to pick up other stations and create scripts. will create its own network of sorts. So that's good. Uh, boy, we've got a ton of WTF. Fire away, Tony, fire away. Uh, a lot of the fans uh, chiming in. Uh, one of the things that we saw yesterday was – uh, Chris Santos saying, WTF, how about uh, doing something about those malicious hits on Stoney? Seem like they are targeting his back, that's for sure. Nick Bailey, at Raider Nick 808 at Tony Dasco, actually complimenting the coaches and players of the Golden Knights instead of calling the ice bad or the league rigged. What the Friday's going on around here? Hashtag WTF. He, he found an odd show there. <laughs> that's pretty good um okay uh michael pico jr i loved how haig had that i want to throw down look in him after the first initial hit was given to stone in the game on wednesday night no that was a bad choice that was a bad choice bad choice tommy vegas at darth tommy 774 hashtag wtf parking prices go up five dollars per round i did not know this even if you prepaid the entire year he said they won't let you prepay at the discount for the playoffs this team is so money hungry at some point i feel it won't be worth it anymore ten dollar regular season parking 35 dollars now to park at the excalibur so two things. One, Tommy actually uh, found me and said hello uh, on the game on Wednesday night. That was oh, cool. cool. Always love saying hello to people, and uh, it's, it's, it's kind of cool and makes me kind of feel you know a little big time with my kids around and stuff like that. So I appreciate that. Um, no autographs, though, please, and no paparazzi. No, I'm kidding no about that. So let's talk about a couple quick things with parking. One, the bus, depending on where you live, is a great option, especially with all the traffic. Two, uh, four bucks round trip. That's a good thing to consider. Depending on your situation, get that MGM Pearl 
credit card. Don't even use the stupid thing if you can get approved for it. That gets you the free parking. Uh, we roll uh, Wednesday. We parked at MGM and walked across the street because I was nervous about all the traffic around there. But we got in there for free. You can still park in the Aria or uh, whatever the the other Cosmopolitan, Cosmopolitan, maybe. No, no, no. no. The what's the Aria? new um, the old Monte Carlo? What's it called now? Park MGM. Yeah, Park MGM. There you go. You can park in that garage for free. You can get in the Excalibur garage for free. Um, don't even like I said. I got the credit card. I barely even use it. So and all the parking money it saved me. It's amazing. So I recommend that. Uh, a quick WTF from for me. Why are the other fans so nice? They're they're such they're so nice. They're just they're nice. They're they're fun to be around. They're fun to talk to. They're welcoming. They're happy to be here. They know they're team. hockey. They know they're hockey. They know their hockey better than probably anyone on the planet. I mean, they're right. You know, they're they're fun, and you know, let's 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 roll out the carpet for them. Let them spend some money, and uh, you know, maybe um, hopefully send them home uh, down 0-2, wondering how the series is going to play out. <laughs> WTF! Shout out to the Edmonton Journal. Ah, there we go. There we, we go. go. We have not uh, discussed that yet. So great ink yesterday, mostly for Chris. Uh, Chris, I have to ask you, okay, at the end, they did take a little bit of an exception to your uh, your statement that VGK has got the better coach and the better goaltender in this series. I mean, well, it's fair, we'll but I, we'll all they got to do is look at the stats to to realize that. And listen, Skinner down the stretch was remarkable. Like, let's not sugarcoat that. But as far as from a you know an overall perspective, no one's going to trust Skinner until – Skinner shows us he is a playoff goalie and not that Brossois at the time before the playoffs started, before this round started, we necessarily thought he was in that spot, but I look at Brossois and his synergy with the defense and all that in one when I make that statement. So as a result of our defense, yes, Brossois is the better goalie of the series. If you're going to compare him to Skinner, definitely him to Campbell. And then obviously coach versus coach. That's not an argument. I mean, we dug it dug a little deeper into Woodcroft yesterday and he's got a great path, but you know, is he the one to take this team to a Stanley cup final? I don't know if the answer is yes. And I mean, hopefully uh, we're going to send him home packing. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully one word they'll win this game. If they start soup, it's gotta be Campbell. They gotta go Campbell. He's more physical. He's six, three, he's bigger, he's sturdier, he's stronger. And I just think they might need that change up for game number two. I do. And at what part of this WTF, Aiden Hill, do we see him in this series? We seem to think yes, but at what point? Um, I mean, here's the thing. So if Edmonton shells you, is it on your goalie? Maybe, maybe not. Is it on your defense? Maybe, maybe not. Is it on your forwards and your coach? Like, that's the thing. Edmonton is so good where, you know, they can put up a four spot. And I forgot who, someone – um. One of someone that comments a lot basically wondered about the mindset of a goaltender. I wish I could, I wish I can find this. We only got a couple minutes left here. They wondered about the mindset of a goalie, basically knowing they're going into a game where they're going to have a hard time and the stats aren't going to be that good. They're not going to hit that 900 save percentage where, you know, everyone tries to be in games and, you know, is the simple perspective of being up one, nothing. Does that make you feel better about your performance or do you feel like, Oh, you know, there was more you could have done. And, you know, so that's, I think, where we're ultimately going with this. And does that mean Aiden Hill makes an appearance this series? I don't know. I mean, 
I think Brossois now is two starts against Edmonton this season has now beat them both times once in overtime and once in regulation for the first time they lost regulations and regulations since sometime in uh, the year 2014 it seems like again uh, thanks again to the Edmonton Journal for that ink and for listening yeah, that to was the cool. podcast that was really that was awesome cool. uh, we're bigger in Edmonton than we are here in Vegas uh, so some of the Edmonton fans might might recognize you at the next game if you get tickets. Cool. Uh, Tammy Pierce, WTF. We need an enforcer for Stone. We need to protect him if we're going to play him. And me, I said, WTF, I don't think Stone will last this entire series if that continues. I don't. I just think it's fair. his back is going to cave in, and I just don't think he's going to be able to take all that. All don't that agree on the enforcer. Agree with you on Stone not making it if they can slow slow it down. Real fast. Uh, Tim Hansford, that game was a maze sauce. Loved it. VGK looking good after game one with an outstanding performance. <laughs> Chugging my Kool-Aid and loving it. That is a shot at me for the Kool-Aid kids. Wow, we ran out of time. From a man, Chris Golick, we appreciate you all tuning in, especially the everydayers. We definitely appreciate everyone that tunes in each and every day. And we'll remember and mark down our words, even this late in a show. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Have a great weekend. We'll be back again Monday right here on Locked On Golden Knights.